Greetings, fellow humanots, and Capitan here. What the H? <laughs> Coming at you December 6th, 2021. Here, as always, with the unflappable, unprogrammable mode, Locrius. Loc. Yeah, panicked. Full blown. Full blown panic. What the H? Everything, everything's crashing down. <laughs> the ledger's failing. <laughs> oh, good lord. It's all crumbling. And uh, by all, I mean... I'm not even sure what I mean. But uh, one thing I do know... Oh. One thing I do know is I love me some... Love me some hot drink. And uh, that's why everyone tuned in. We know. Uh, let me tell you something. December 6th is today, right? It is today, yes. Tomorrow is the day that lived in infamy. Is it? December 7th. Is that not right? Oh, December 7th. That's right. Is the day that will live in infamy. Now, I would like to submit to you that there is a greater uh, a greater date of infamy mm. that is often overlooked because of the seventh, which is the fifth. That is that's true. That's true. You make a good point there. The which fifth. The, <clears throat> it was the it was the worst accident I ever saw. <laughs> well, I would you know. Uh, I would say it was the worst accident. To me, everybody has a different way of, of saying it. I would say it was the worst accident I ever seen. Well, but but you know, but it, you know, potato patata, potato um, patata. If you if you want to be a stickler, uh, <laughs> of course it's seen. Of course it is. Right. If you're gonna be a stick, I'm a stickler. <laughs> For those of you in the uh, the uh, audience at home that don't know. Uh, and Capitan has a what do we call it? Mm. A uh, fil- filmographic memory. I do. I um, I <laughs> I tend to I tend to remember uh, cinematic uh, cinematic details quite vividly, and I can give you pretty much exact quotes, including different languages and alien languages. Cool. Uh, like from Star Wars and such, um, so I'll, I can I can become pretty precise on that. Uh, if only if only like, I could harness that power and use it for for good. You mean like uh, whatever language Jar Jar Binks? Spoke, no, no, I'm not going to. No, 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 I'm not. Please. Is that not an alien language? Please do not. Uh, <laughs> please do not set me down that path. I thought- I for something this was the alien episode. For for something that for something that ridiculous. About, yes, we are, but not that. We're not talking about Gungans. <laughs> no, we're not referring to Gungans. Well, uh, so so interestingly enough, December fifth, uh, as you have corrected the quote. So what what exactly is December? 5th? Well, we're, we're we're that would be commemorating uh, the birth uh, of. Someone who died tragically on January 11th, uh, 1974. That would be Large Marge, a 
of course. Uh, for those of you who who are not aware, Large Marge was born December fifth. Um, she would have been eighty three yesterday. She would have been um, older than um, than me at that time, and uh, Lord so, knows how large. Uh, but we say, and you know, we oft oft it's overlooked. But here at here at the uh, what the H show, we want to pay our due respects and and uh, and say, uh, rest, uh, rest large, rest Marge, and rest in charge. So that's, that's what I say. That's what I say to Large Marge. Um, what you said from uh, from the great. The great Pee-wee's Big Adventure film, of course. Um, of course. Of course, obviously. Uh, big fans. Big fans of the, of the, of the, of the Pee-wee. And, the uh, Magnus Opus of one Tim Burton. And uh, Phil Hartman, actually. The great, one Phil of the great, Hartman's. One of the great comedians. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about UFOs. Um. A little bit about UFOs today, and um, uh, yeah, it's a little scary. A little scary. Ooh, Ooh. isn't that great? That is that is some uh, that is some top notch production value right there, my friends. Uh, You're a proficient at piano. I I am. We're gonna be talking about UFOs. I see that was a little better of a timing there. The other one was about a five-second delay, which is not good. Not good at all. You don't want that. Um, well, it depends on uh, <laughs> what your purpose is. <laughs> Comedically, it was great. Right. If you're trying to, if, if your purpose is to show not how to do a podcast, then that was a brilliant, brilliant execution. And um, if you haven't figured out by now, we're not all serious all the time. No, not as much, not as much. Um, but yeah, so UFOs obviously is going to be a topic that's around quite a bit for the What the H show. Um, it you know or even paranormal, I guess paranormal, yeah. And, you, and UFO is part of that, right? It is. Maybe, maybe not. Well, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, now, I've been interested in the UFO phenomenon. Ever since I was pretty young, um, how about you? Um, I'm not interested in it. So that wraps up this episode of uh, <laughs> the H Show. I want to thank you guys for stopping by, and uh, we <laughs> join us next time as we talk about something Mode Locus finds intriguing. So <laughs> that was. You got to you got to tell me. That you I mean, look, just just get on the horn or just send me a quick text <laughs> message. And let me know whether or not you want this kind of stuff. It's really going to be helpful. Once again, that's something that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. <sighs> no, um, <laughs> but uh, UFOs? No, no such interest. No, no. I've, I've got I've got a fair amount, a decent amount. Mm. <sighs> I'm what was the first kind of a time that you were like, other than just kind of, you know, go, oh, look, it's a movie about aliens. What was the first time you kind of were like, you know what, and UFOs, I'm kind of intrigued by that as a possibility of it being legitimate uh, phenomenon? Uh, for me, 
as a possibility for it being legit, legit, had to be with the the first viewing of the Chuck Missler presentation, where he oh, is yeah. Chuck Missler. If you don't know, is a well, I guess was he pa- a pastor? I don't know if he's a pastor. I think he was a pastor. Calvary was, Chapel. Yeah. Chuck Smith was the pastor. Yeah, he was a biblical scholar, we'll say, yeah. among other things, who spoke. But anyways, he's he's speaking in a church about UFOs as if they are real. That's when the old conservative Christian ears perked up. Well, what the itch? Yeah, and the interesting thing about Missler, which is he was the first person, and maybe the last. I don't. I don't know how many Christian people that I've heard. He was definitely the first, and I, I don't, I don't personally recall a whole lot of others uh, saying, going about talking about the different categories of aliens. In other words, uh, there are the reptilians. So he like go had, he had literally had this from the pulpit, from the pulpit, not just like talking to people afterward in the vestibule, uh, from the from the pulpit as like a slide, you know. Uh, here we have uh, the uh, the large grays. Uh-huh. Here are the small grays. All right. Here are the uh, reptilians. Okay. Here are the insectoids. Okay. All right. Here are Nordics. the Pleiadians, or also referred to as the Nordics. Um, the crackers. No. Uh, these are the ones that are... <laughs> these are the ones that are... Uh, and I'm like, I can't believe he's actually talking about this. And what, what what made it, like you said, the legitimacy of it, because this guy is a brilliant mind. He worked for NASA. Um, he was contracted by NASA. He was a, a brilliant man, incredibly well-spoken, very well-educated. And, and then also to be coming into a church setting and saying that. Now, the big, the big thing from most church, not everybody, but a good person, portion of what you would call uh, categorizes like maybe the evangelical population the evangelical church charismatics a lot of them um, subscribe to the idea of all alien activity being demonic like it's it's a demonic activity it's a demonic manifestation I'm sure you've heard of this and so you know, that is something that has been, you know, I'd heard of for many, many years. Um, and it would really been discussed as that was kind of the case. Like it was, this is what it was. We don't believe there's actual extraterrestrials out there from space visiting us. These are meant to deceive. That's uh, really is a big common uh, term, really thrown about loosely in the <laughs> charismatic evangelical churches. Well, it's deception. Right, right, deception. Got it. So that 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 one was that term was was really thrown around uh, quite a bit. And he brings up Stanton Friedman in church. As, Missler, yeah, as right. legit. Yeah, well, and rightfully uh, which, so. I mean, which I mean, he, he, Stanton Friedman is legit until you see that he's also on Ancient Aliens, and then you're like, well, maybe he's not legit. <laughs> So Stanton Friedman, not, not that ancient aliens isn't legit, but it's you know it's not one hundred percent. 
<laughs> you got uh, you got ancient aliens. Well, we'll we'll get to that. We're we'll, we're gonna get kind of going down the line of of uh, when it comes to the whole phenomenon. So if you look at yeah, if you look at real quick, yeah, UFO has been changed to UAP to UAP unexplained aerial phenomena. Yeah, and that comes down that comes down to the the modern the modern um, portrayal of it in the media, which is kind of. Uh, the direction I'm kind of heading here with with UFOs is um, UFOs. What's the agenda? And so, if you go back to early days of uh, ufology and just it being at all in the in the zeitgeist at all, obviously you got to go back to Roswell and. With the Roswell incident, Roswell, New Mexico, you have uh, the apparent crashed disc, the alien bodies recovered, a story that was run in the newspaper that ended up being um, retracted and changed the following day. Um, this is where you get the uh, the classic, it was a swamp gas, it was a weather balloon, that whole thing, where you get men in black kind of using that. Uh, and in the film, Men in Black, they use that uh, that same line, which is pretty hilarious. Um, and so uh, Roswell was kind of the, the first time. And the idea of flying saucers, what they would refer to them then as, as flying saucers. And it became this relatively well-known phenomenon uh, going on in the, the, the 40s and the 50s. And then uh, sightings were around, but... You know, again, uh, it was, you know, really kind of towards the fringes. Obviously, there was no internet then. And the exponential growth of sightings uh, because of, A, the internet, and then, B, the proliferation of uh, phones uh, with cameras in them. So people always have a camera with them everywhere they go where they can take photos uh, take some video of whatever phenomenon that they're seeing. Um, so you have to take into consideration the fact that, yes, the phenomenon has grown significantly. And you could say, well, what's the agenda? Well, that's what always happens is pretty much in anything, whenever you're talking about statistics or how things are happening, what's been changing, what you always hear is, well, it's been underreported. It's always been like this, but now we're just getting, you know, and if there's ever an increase of any kind of phenomenon, uh, be it good or bad, there's always this, uh, the thing that comes out. And, I, and it's, you know, it's true to an extent. But I always say, well, you know, it's probably, this is, this has always been the case. It's just never been reported like it is now because we, a lot more time people are reporting it now. I don't know how true that is. Um, but you certainly can factor in, that there are so many, like most people have a camera with a relatively good camera of, of decent quality on them at all times where they are able to capture whatever phenomenon is happening around them. So you do have that. So that is a, that is a thing. However, how it was culturally, you always, had, you always had Hollywood involved, right? You always had Hollywood. I mean, the biggest blockbusters ever were based around aliens, were based around... Um, 
ET, extraterrestrials, UFOs, um, particularly invasion, which is interesting, War of the Worlds, uh, even before the radio, before film, you had radio and that whole phenomenon with Orson Welles, which is uh, also a remarkable, a remarkable story yep. in and of itself. Um, so you had Roswell. That's kind of where things kind of really started ramping up a bit. How it was in the culture, in the in the the consciousness, the zeitgeist, if you will. Um, <laughs> you won't, but others might. Um, uh, then you had, of course, Project Blue Book, with the United States Navy, um, which is the first time there was kind of a, an official, official uh, state-funded program to research these phenomena, to research these reports and see what, what there is about them. And... Uh, Here's 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 what I find why there's going to be so many there have to be so many episodes on UFOs and why people who um, research and cover the UFO topic easily spend all of their lives doing it is because there is so much there is so much to cover um, if we spent you know. Every single day doing a podcast of an hour uh, exclusively covering UFOs. Uh, We could go on for years, literally years, without catching up to today what's been going on. There is is so much to cover. There is so much evidence. There is so much data. And there are so many people who have covered it so well. such as Richard Dolan. Um, Richard Dolan, of course, is really kind of the the gold standard in this area uh, when it comes to covering the phenomenon itself, um, and then real, and then of course writing books as an academic, uh, wonderfully well uh, well spoken, but also well read, and has written several books on the topic. <laughs> So, you know, uh, Dolan, of course, is uh, one of the great guys. If I was to recommend anybody, I would say Richard Dolan. Um, probably be the first place to go. Um, so the Blue, the Project Blue Book started, it stopped, it, 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 they released their findings uh, to not much fanfare. But Dolan has proven, uh, as well as many others throughout, throughout the time, that the entire UFO phenomenon has been covered up by the state by the state meaning the federal government. And so when you look at this phenomenon and how it has been covered up, how there have been um, all kinds of documents that have been uh, classified that upon FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests, uh, when they're revealed, they we are finding out that there are all kinds of encounters that the United States government has in the past said that they cannot explain, they do not know how these things operate, how they fly, how they move, what their propulsion system is because they cannot figure it out. Their official number is 144 encounters 
with UAPs the government has had. 144 encounters since 2004, and one of them is explained. Right. So I guess I guess I guess they wouldn't be a UAP at that point. Right. It'd be, it'd be an EAP. Right. There's one explained. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 143 legit. If you go by the government's numbers, which we always do for everything. Right. Because they're always the most accurate. And truthful. And least, yeah, least deceptive. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you go out The least say, deceptive. Right. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. They say about themselves, 143 encounters we've had. We don't know what the H is going on. So, right. So as you go on, there is, you have Project Blue Book closing up. You have different governments around the world, including the UK, France, Russia, uh, which had an amazing amount of uh, revelatory documents and people in the highest levels and echelon of, uh, of their military and government come out and say, yep, France. Uh, all these having government agencies saying this is what's happening. Now, this has all happened within the last maybe 20 years. Harry Reid himself, the great? The, <laughs> Harry the Great Reid. <laughs> who's, who's more credible? Uh, few, few. <laughs> but the great Harry Reid himself. Only Fauci. <laughs> Nobody is more legitimate. Um, <laughs> the great Harry Reid, who makes Gandhi look like a child pornographer. <laughs> anyway, but the 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 thing is, you have all the so it's moved on. Ancient Aliens, which came out what? How many years ago? Oh, got to be fifteen, least, right? It was at the very least. I remember watching it in two thousand six. Wow. So 15 years and the, easily. And it was the Eric Von Daniken. Chariots of the Gods. Side, side note, uh, I had a, a Domino's pizza delivered the other day right to my front doorstep. Wow. So I could do that now. Yeah. In the age of COVID. Technology. You can, have, you can actually have, you can actually get pizza delivered straight to your house. That's insane, bro. And the, uh, the uh, driver... Or delivery uh, professional delivery associate was wearing right was wearing a hoodie that said Eric Von Daniken on it. And it had like a little picture really? of it. I was like, I was like, holy! I just, I just said to her, you know what? You don't see that every day. <laughs> wow, I, I was not aware that Eric Von Daniken had uh, had merch. Oh yeah. Big merchandise guy. Big, Speaking of which, big merch man. Head on over to head on over to Fotis. Fotis.com. to pick up your non Eric Von Daniken merchandise. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all it's all there. Uh, you got uh, you got your Fotis, the classic, um, timeless Fotis shirt. You got. Uh, you got your Let's Go Brandon shirt. You got all kinds of stuff. You got your mugs. 
new designs coming out every every week. So head yes, head on over to photos.com and photos.store. For and obviously the classic hashtag photos. Hashtag photos. Um so when ancient aliens came around, now you're looking at a whole other and it became hugely popular. Uh ancient aliens from the history channel. <clears throat> um because it was I mean it involved history. So that's I guess that's that's the that's the thing there. Anyway, so the History Channel, uh, Ancient That's Aliens. That's when the History Channel really started picking up some credibility. Really, really started shedding their uh, their, uh, their their lack of credibility at that point. Uh, so shake it off. Shake it off. And so uh, Ancient Aliens grew in uh, popularity quite a bit. First couple seasons were quite compelling. Uh, after that, it would it, it started to become uh, the term I guess I'm looking for is uh, less compelling. But <laughs> but even 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 having made the statement not five minutes ago that we could do an hour episode on UFOs forever. Yep, they proved that. Nope, no, you can't. No. Well, if you're doing it, if you're doing it from an ancient aliens perspective, I mean, (laughs) right? If you're talking about if if you're trying to make everything based on ancient aliens, I think you kind of run out of you run out of steam after Mm -hmm. after so long. But it did take uh, years, and uh, so ancient aliens became this very very popular thing, and it's it's uh, it's in the zeitgeist. And um, I love that word. That's number three. One more, and you're out of here. If one more in Beetlejuice will show up. I will not tolerate another another outburst. Another outburst of that word. It was fine the first time, questionable the second time. <laughs> Zeitgeist. Um so oh. so oh there it is. And uh <laughs> so the if you think about the reason why I look about the <laughs> look about the reason I look about the reason I'm I like to talk about what the agenda is, is because clearly there's something happening. So you have ancient aliens becomes a lot more popular. Um, twenty in these last twenty some years, these revelations are happening from governments. They're putting out entire reports about uh, their encounters, their studies, previously completely classified. Uh, had all governments had a a standing policy of complete and total denial that anything like that was happening. There were any encounters. It's all bunk. Okay. Um, then all of a sudden it becomes, oh, well, now, was it 2017, 2018? The, uh, the Navy comes out, the United States Navy. Uh, news coverage starts getting picking up. Well, I'll go back up a little bit even before then. Larry King, uh, the Iron Horse um, <laughs> of broadcasting, uh, would have all kinds of people on him on his show about having UFO um, episodes. I, I'd see probably do this about once a year, once every couple. Of, I mean, at least once every year. I'd say maybe maybe every couple of years, but. Um, he'd have like a, a UFO episode, and he'd have the skeptics on. He'd have the people that are that are the 
people. And Stanton Friedman, of course, would be on there. And um, so you had the people on bringing more of a, uh, you know, again, you have your skeptics with it, so you'd have that. It wasn't completely promoting it. And every once in a while you'd get, you know, a, a local uh, news network would run some kind of a special on it or whatever. But these kept getting more and more frequent. And the news coverage would start to get more and more, instead of just laughing at it, like, oh, oh, oh something, there would start to be a certain edge of legitimacy or an actual questioning. Well, what is this? Is this something? Hmm, yeah, I don't know. It, the whole tone changed. And this became more and more evident over the last decade or so. Then, all of a sudden, you got the United States Navy coming out with their report basically saying um, we have these UA, is it UAP? UAP. Oh, yeah, rolls um, off the tongue. <laughs> unidentified aerial phenomenon. So they are doing their job to try to uh, remove themselves from the UFO stigma, I assume. But they come out with their own information called UAP. And, and if uh, you want to think about that for a second, what, why do you, let's, let's see what they changed it from. Unidentified goes to unexplained. Right. So does that mean now that they're identified, but not explained? They know what they are, but they can't explain. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Now they're aerial instead of flying. So are we saying that? We just know that they're, they're in the somehow, air. They're right. in the air, but they're not flying. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and it's a phenomenon. Now that it's a phenomenon, now I can see that. There, that way it could be a hologram. Right. Yep. As opposed to an object. So, you so have... I guess in that, in that sense it is in the air, but it's not flying. So they're setting it up to be a hoax. They're setting it up for it, but they're also bringing, in other words, the idea that it's actually being, it's being addressed, it's being uh, confirmed to some extent. And each, to me, it's all very tongue-in-cheek. Whenever you listen to it, whenever you listen to any kind of government person talk about it, um, uh, Elizondo, um, Jose Elizondo, his whole story from the United uh, States Intelligence Service, um, who was the one who basically keeps talking about, you know, now talking about the things that he couldn't talk about when he was in the uh, in the government and, and the things that was revealed that he knows about. And, you know, you, it's, it's always like this thing like, well, you know, they're saying it's, it's so, I, I don't know, the best way I can describe it is they're they're wanting to make it, they're really, really wanting to whet the appetite of, of the people, right? They're wanting to yeah, look and saying... And then Tucker Carlson comes out with his own thing. Mm. And he always, he reports on it as much as anybody. And obviously, he's got the ear of the... Right. Yep. The right. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, so the news coverage explodes within the last five years 
the the United States military starts releasing stuff. Um, and speaking of the news coverage, so it literally just uh, minutes before um, starting this uh, this recording, I, I was going on looking at different, um, just doing some search, going through and on YouTube, um, just kind of seeing what's out there. Um, so here's here's something pretty interesting I found. So Seven News, which is an Australian, which is the Australian news um, network, um, they have a couple of different uh, channels. Uh, these are the ma- this is like the major news. There's Sky News in Australia. There's Seven News. And when you look at, um, uh, if you look at their new, they have a couple of different news channels. There's Seven News Australia. It's got about six hundred nine thousand subs, and Seven News Spotlight, which is about five hundred eighty some thousand subs. So they're about the same in subtotals, subscribers, and Seven News Spotlight had a. Uh, when I started doing a search, September 5th of this year, so a couple short months ago, they came out with a video, an hour and 18, almost 20 minutes long. The UFO Phenomenon, full documentary 2021. An hour and 20 minutes, basically. Now, <laughs> again, this this guy, I, so during the whole... Um, fascistic authoritarian takeover of Australia. Um, Whoa! Let me just stop you right there. And Catholic Times word of the day has become (laughs) fascistic. Fascistic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And so... I feel like uh, Snoop Dogg used to say that a lot. Fascistic. (laughs) He did. He did. That's that's very true. Fascistic, my mystic. we We love to inform and uh, so during that whole time, when you would see different major news networks reporting on different things, I would see this guy who was one of the main news anchors in Australia. And I was just skimming through this uh, documentary from Seven News. 5,170,000 views since September 5th. Now... Out of curiosity, they, nothing, they have nothing to do other than watch Seven News in Australia right now. So, out of curiosity, I said, "You know what? Let me just go to their, let me go to their page, and let me see how many views their other stories are getting." All right. So, the top ones. There's a whole section of uh, the uh, top. Well, that's that's a different one. Let me just let me just go over this first. So, so um, you have a whole section of different types of stories and different types of videos they have, different types of um, series. One of them is called Family of Suspects. This was from eight months ago, so quite a bit longer. Let's see what kind of views you're getting on that one. Uh, Family of Suspects, episode one of eight, 17,000. Uh, they all range from 10 to at the most 17,000. Life done differently. Furry secrets uncovered. Suburban swingers. Satanists next door. 
Amongst Life, Being Eden. All right. All these sound fascinating. Anyway, the, 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 the one that, of course, has the most views would be Suburban Swingers clocking in nine months ago <laughs> at close to 400,000 views. Obviously, it has involved sex, so it's going to be the one that they're going to have the most views on. Um, all of the rest go anywhere from seven and a half thousand views all the way up to 26,000 views and then 400,000 views for the suburban swingers. Now, that's 9,000 more views than <laughs> Joe Biden's press conference. That's right. So nine months ago and 10 months ago, they're, they're getting anywhere from seven to 10 to 26,000 views per video or in the, in the realm of four, 10,000 views inside the minds of killers spotlight special 121,000 views four months ago COVID-19 Australia's Delta crisis exposed 133,000 views from four months ago now let's look at uh, another one just written by look I mean um, this will be on the on the video sections but otherwise a podcast i'm just going to explain it to you uh on seven news this is the news not the spotlight but seven news australia these are what they call the legitimate news stories these are the ones they got there's an entire section the first when you go there to the page it's called popular uploads the lowest one is two million views from a year ago covid cure breakthrough treatment could pineapples be the key all right that's two, that's two million years two million years ago two million views a year ago then you have what could easily be described Wait a minute, was as, it was pineapple the, the cure it is not so oh. there are three other stories that could be that could be qualified uh, and categorized as what you refer to as your run of the mill news stories they range from 2.7 million 2.9 million and 3.5 million views then Topping them all at 3.6 and 3.8 million views, respectively. Ghosts caught on camera, paranormal video, and ghosts and demons caught on camera. Now, this to me says something. People are fed up with the lies and are starting to wonder what other lies are being fed to them. Right? And, and the ghosts and demons are getting sloppy. They're really, they really are. Um... Look, you just got to watch your P's and Q's, ghosts. Come on. Seriously. I mean. Caught on the camera. Imagine going back to the. The scene of the crime. <laughs> no, going back to the afterlife after getting caught on camera, the embarrassment. Oh, I mean, you can't even, you can't face your your, your friends and ghouls. I mean, it's just, you can't. <laughs> Can You can't show your face there again. I mean, maybe you can't as a ghost. Who knows? But, um, so the, the. They they go from so the the highest in all of news seven seven news's channels, the highest viewed videos by far are ghosts and demons and UFOs. Five points. This was two months ago. Five point one million. There's one coming up two days from now, uh, on the on the eighth. Secrets of the UFOs full documentary. So they know where they they know where the money is. Uh, the views are coming from from UFOs. People are very curious about it. The question I have is why now? 
why why is there this big push to reveal that you know what yeah aliens are a thing of course ufos yeah it's totally legit it's a thing now obviously it's strategic clearly it's intentional but to what end that's the big question that i have um i mean to the point you know i don't feel like that's a new question though it's not a new question but again uh, it's the one that's ramped ramped up it's been but the fact is what what is different is that the narrative is different the narrative has changed it's gone from everything in popular culture going from it just being science fiction and for entertainment purposes to now governments and now news organizations are doing things that are revelatory um, and they are coming out and referring to these phenomenon and these stories and these cases as legitimate and they're making uh, they're making claims um, that they themselves don't know but they have these encounters so you go from an absolute denial of anything ever for decades literally decades to now oh no no it's no this is a real thing uh, you know we're going to talk about it and the and the news is being what i would say is being told to go with it now uh the media is clearly <laughs> run and in I like, the, I like to, using the term in cahoots. So clearly in cahoots with the state. And they're saying, absolutely, run with these stories. Make people believe. Why is that? I mean, even people within the, uh, within, and this is the part that's really shocking to me, even people that are within the religious um Biblical, prophetic, all these things. Even though they're changing their stories and they're changing the terms of how they would refer to them. I'm talking here, of course, of Tom Horn, Steve Quayle. Um, <clears throat> we've heard them referred to aliens as what in the past? Entities. Ent- entities. Being very, very careful and cautious, very uh, deliberate about not referring to them as extraterrestrials or aliens. If they if they said aliens, they would they themselves would say, now these are called aliens, uh, things that are called these entities that are uh, people refer to as aliens, and they would refer to them as being either demonic. Um, was it Skiba? Who was it that would talk about them uh, being in like a suit? Remember that? Uh, I believe that Steve Quayle, but Skiba talked about it too, saying that the gray aliens are a suit, like a bio- biological, yeah. biological suit of the disembodied spirit of Nephilim. Yeah, that's which that's, that that's a may very well be, but <laughs> it's a mouthful for sure. Yes, and um, so they have always said that Quayle. Horn, um, Skiba until he passed. Uh, and then just recently, we, we came across uh, an interview with Tom Horn and Steve Quayle on the same same show. 
And they both were referring to all of this new information, all of this new revealed um, data, all this revealed uh, information that they just got or came upon and that was given to them, and kind of what the agenda is and what's going on with these aliens. And they referred to them as aliens. Uh, who, as many years as I've been listening to both of them, were, were very deliberate on not referring to them as aliens, but as entities or demonic... Steve Quayle was also very deliberate on not ever showing his face. <laughs> right. Which has also been an interesting thing. Um, so there's some, some things changed in the old Steve Quayle camp. That is true. So, I, I mean, I'll give you my kind of two two cents on it, then I'll, I'll give you a chance to say what your what your take is on it. Possibly, my thing is it's it's to possibly bring about the final greatest deception, the biggest false flag of either the alien threat or the alien saviors, right? Because you hear kind of both coming up. Either we're being invaded, the idea of an alien threat that we have to bring together. If if uh, if terrorism and climate change doesn't get him, well, then we got to give him with COVID. We got to come bring him underneath control. If that's not going to do it, we're going to bring in uh, more uh, more restrictions, a worse variant, uh, and say you got to you got to surrender to the state. Or a more mild variant, whichever they feel. <laughs> whichever, whichever comes first, uh, whichever's more, whichever's, whatever's more uh, uh, effective, and uh, or if you really want to get everybody together and freaked out, how about an alien invasion, right? Um, but the, of course, then you have the other thing that seems to be going around through the New Age movement, and also in a lot of these alien. Um, uh, enthusiasts and people who are really kind of up on it, they're talking about the alien saviors. They're nothing but, it's nothing but good. Dr. Stephen Greer talking about disclosure, um, who is one of the most suspicious, sus individuals that I've, that I've ever come across as far as being completely suspicious. I could not trust Dr. Stephen Greer any more than I could throw him. Uh, the guy just freaks me out. I do not trust this man. And um, I really don't get it, to be honest. I, I don't. Um, Project Camelot did maybe the best interview I've ever heard with Dr. Stephen Greer years ago. Dr. Stephen Greer, um, who's risen to prominence and who has all of these connections with, you know, which obviously would raise some red flags, all these connections with all the intelligence agencies, according to him. And he's the one who brought forth the Disclosure Project all the way back like in 1990-something. It was crazy, a long, long time ago. And he keeps talking about um, how Disclosure, how anybody who's talking about alien abductions is as though this is a a bad thing. These are people who are uh, not to be trusted because... Uh, that's all a psyop, and it's meant to get people to distrust aliens when the aliens are the ones who are, they're the good guys. They're the ones who want to come down in peace and, and 
and bring us, and there's all this technology that's going to bring and, and free energy and all this kind of stuff. And the idea that you're going to dismiss literally all alien abduction phenomenon as it has to be of human origin. That's all a psyop, and none of it is from actual aliens. And the idea that, furthermore, just the idea that you can say, <laughs> to any objective extent, that, oh, no, 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 all, all the aliens, whatever, if that's the, what they actually are, yeah, yeah, no, no, it, it, they're, they're all good. If, if, that, what was that, nefarious intentions? No, 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 none of, none of that's true. They're all great. None of that makes any sense. The idea that you could uh, even propose that is absurd. It's ridiculous. And they called him to the floor on it. And he was not happy to be challenged at all in that interview with Project Camelot. But I loved it. I loved the fact that they actually said what was true, which was um, how in the world can you make that kind of assumption? It does not make any sense. And he was not a fan. So people like Dr. Stephen Greer, who are bringing about this whole idea. You know who did not oppose him was Alex Jones. He did not. <laughs> he probably did not. When no. he was on May 5th of this year. See, now I did not catch that episode. I totally wanted to, but I did not catch that one. also on August 2nd of this year. Now, was he pretty much just... I mean, at any, at any point now, it's just it's just very sad. I mean, he just seems to be like a toady for anybody who's on there uh, speaking about how amazing they are and uh, how nope. much he can't ever possibly. He's a huge uh, fan and listens to them every day <laughs> while, he's, while, he's, while he's working out. <laughs> Two things that are observably false. Anyway, yes. um, <laughs> so <laughs> that are objectively wrong. Anyway, uh, but, you know, but, but so... But you see what I'm saying? There's that whole, there's that whole, um, there's the whole phenomenon of people talking about it as being this is what we need. This is, this is all positive, right? The alien UFO phenomenon. Um, then you have the other side of it potentially being, well, they're going to invade, so we all better band together. Uh, and uh, by that I mean submit to, <laughs> submit to the government overlords. Um, what's your take on that? Do you think it could be either one of those, or what? What's it could be? His appearance on Alex, if I remember correctly, was about false flag, like them them doing a fake disclosure, like similar to what we were just what you were just saying, which is interesting because he's not the fake disclosure guy; he's the real ex- disclosure guy, right? So, so the reason that he's saying that. Is because he doesn't want them to take away his thunder on, right? What he's been trying to do for the last thirty years, right? <laughs> like what? They just disclosed the wrong thing. <laughs> they disclosed. They just hey, that was my disclosure, not yours. And of course, anything that he says always makes me suspicious about it. To make me think that if he's saying that it's supposed to be. Whatever, a different kind of a if if the disclosure is because if there's there'll be two there'll be two unless they're wanting to divide and conquer even further, right? You could do that. Or you got you got one 
group of people who are all like, we got to fight the aliens. Then you get the other part of people who are like, nope, peace, love, dope. It's all, all love and light and energy from the aliens. So that could divide the people even further. <laughs> so anyway, such is, such is the UFO phenomenon, and uh, there's so much more to cover. Um, and we'll get to more in our next, our next episode. But anyway, uh, that's it for us. I feel like the- there's really nothing more to be said. No, I think, I think we got it. I think we covered it. Um, I might put a little uh, PS on one of the other episodes just to kind of to polish it off, but that'll that'll be about it. Found <laughs> for sh- for shiz. What, what was it? <laughs> I am not going. Whatever it was, I'm not going to try to attempt it. Not <laughs> not at all. And we're back. You know, um, one of the things that was been. Um, on my mind quite a bit for the last several years um, is there's a thing that I've been uh, thinking about and putting together in my in my head, and a lot of it has kind of come together a lot more because of cryptocurrency as far as the ability to implement it. But um, this is something I want to talk about here on the show, and it's a thing that I have um, initially dubbed LBI. Uh, do you know what LBI stands for, Mode Locrius? Um, I feel like this is a trick question. It is. Uh, it's meant to it, it's meant to embarrass and insult you. Uh, in that case, yes, I do. <laughs> okay, good. Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I entitled it LBI, meaning Life Betterment Investment, and. Uh, Again, this is just a working title until something else that's much, much, much better comes along. Um, But the idea of the LBI is a fund or trust that is going to be set up specifically for investors. So this part of the show is kind of where we talk about um, how are we going to, you know, solutions. How are we going to make things better in the world? And uh, quick backstory on this, which is kind of, Weird and fun. Um, I think we all know here uh, of Coast to Coast, if you're a fan of this podcast, I would assume you know Coast to Coast with George Neary. Um, uh, George Neary, who, of course, was uh, his predecessor, Art Bell, who was there for so many years. And George Neary had on a gentleman many times. I'd I'd say I'd listened to him at least three different times. And he spoke about energy, and his whole thing was he would go about across the world looking for um, what you would call zero-point energy or free energy or close-to-free energy devices and and, and inventions. And um, I I had heard it, I had heard of one of his shows, and it was it was where he was guesting on, on Coast to Coast, and uh, years later. I had thought of this idea that I'm about to talk about. And I remember this guy was, uh, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy was talking about this, this energy thing. This is very, very cool. I need, to, I need to try to find him. And I found him at the time. This was years ago. And I found him online, and I found his website. And 
he had, so this is one of those things, I don't know if you've ever heard this uh, mode, but you've heard the thing where the idea that in in the ether, right, in the consciousness of humanity, Portal. that if somebody has an idea. Zeitgeist. This <laughs> Zeitgeist. If somebody has an idea of something, that means a lot of people have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, if there's a, if there's an idea that's out there, um, it's it's not you're not the only one that has this idea. Um, it's it's out there. A lot of other people have it. So it's just a, a matter of that's why they talk about this whole thing is like the first who gets something into the market, just from a market perspective. But even if it's a thing of consciousness and awareness and um, and this kind of a thing. So the idea is that uh, it's not just it's not just unique to one individual. Um, when it comes to the zeitgeist, the, when it comes to the consciousness of humanity, um, there is a shared experience. And so if you have it, then more than likely a number of other people across the world have it. This speaks to that, and I thought it was very, very interesting. When I went to this man's website, for whom I have not been able to find since, this was maybe 12 years ago or 15 years ago. When I went to his website then, he had this exact idea that I'm about to share. Um, I shouldn't say it's exact. Very, very, very similar idea. It's only been updated now because of cryptocurrency implication uh, and uh, implementation with it. But uh, the very concept was that, and when he put this on the website, he listed the day and date that he posted this idea on his website. Weird thing was, that exact principle of it being around in the ether made total sense and it knocked me out because that was pretty much the exact same time that I remember thinking about this idea maybe back 15 years ago. So uh, I have been looking for this man's website. I scanned all throughout the archives of Coast to Coast looking every single kind of a freaking keyword you can imagine trying to find this guy because I want to give... um, Credit to him as well, because again, it all came about the same time. This was not my idea. This is an idea that did come to me, but it's come to another a number of other people as well, including this gentleman. But I unfortunately, I cannot think of his name, and I cannot find his name. If for some reason he's out there and he listens to this, this is I am talking about you, sir. <laughs> you are the man that that had the same idea as I did around the same time. So it's very, very, uh, very, very cool. A little side note. So. <clears throat> This is a L, the Life Betterment Investment. The, the, the LBI is a funder trust set up specifically for investors. Now, the whole point is investors want, of course, they deserve compensation for their inventions, right? Um, and really the only practical reason you would go through the tedious and, frankly, infuriating process of trying to obtain a patent is to declare or claim protection for that which you've created. And you want to make sure that you are rightfully compensated for it. When you say if you say investors, do you mean inventors? Inventors. Did I say investors? You did. Oh well, I meant inventors. My apologies. I was I was thinking something totally different. I was, I was in Shark Tank mode. Right. So, whenever something gets brought to market, you want to be compensated for it, obviously, for this amazing invention that you have. Now, what the LBI would do, um, it would be establishing a funding mechanism to persuade the aforementioned inventors to create and invent as usual, but to assure that they register their creation 
This is where the key, in, key is. Register their creation as with what it would be the equivalent to an open source classification. That way, all their creations can easily be duplicated around the world with no legal obstructions by major corporate interests to p- impede the proliferation of these life-enhancing inventions throughout the world. Now, the inventor, therefore, would receive a substantive sum or sums from the LBI fund after proving the invention's functionality to support them and their progeny, you know, their offspring, for the foreseeable future. So the funding would be, per, um, would be issued, either, you know, all these details can be figured out, uh, either in perpetuity or in a lump sum, um, and that can be put in place through a number of different um, uh, methodologies. Now, the main issue for this is I personally, and my family personally, uh, have encountered directly and indirectly people who have made amazing inventions. Uh, one of our dearest friends who we have secondhand knowledge directly from him who grew up with my father, uh, who is a, um, a man who was in, uh, prophecy, involved in prophecy, biblical prophecy, um, and personal friend of the Israeli prime minister, met a man who created a water engine, ran on water, there are so many stories of these kinds of people, uh, was offered a large sum, I believe it was eight figures, to uh, get his uh, invention, get the rights to it. Uh, he turned them down. He was uh, not alive a very short amount of time later. This seems to be the case. Either you're bought out, or you're discredited, you're ruined financially, or you're killed um, by the big interests with whom those you know they, they have. It's in their best interest these large corporations who have the corner on the market where they make billions and billions and trillions. It makes sense for them to get rid of this competition because it would completely big ruin interests. The big interests. So the idea is get this fund get it going, and get a board of people who can get the word out and say, look, come, all these inventors, come here. Come to the LBI Institute. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, show us that your invention works. Show us that it can be brought to the market for the betterment of humanity. And once you prove that it works... Um, you will be rightly compensated. The, 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 the caveat is you have to make it open source so that nobody, no government, no major corporation, globalist corporation, can come in and secure rights to it. So the difference here is um, from a cryptocurrency, this is where cryptocurrency can come in to play a huge, huge role in it. Uh, and make this way, way better than it would have been previously. So this entire concept that I just talked about, that's the thing that I thought about a number of years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Um, and this, this other gentleman thought of, and it was on his on his webpage. Now, the difference in, the thing that cryptocurrency brings to it, um, you, you know, with cryptocurrency, it could be made specifically for that purpose. It could be, uh, a cryptocurrency could be created. 
a transaction processing gateway or a cryptocurrency specifically. It processes the crypto or fiat transactions and separates out portions for deposit into a fund. In essence, basically, people um, would choose to fund the LBI. And they're basically investing into better inventions for themselves and their children's future, but also the betterment of humanity at large, right? Ensuring that the best creations uh, remain in the domain of humanity itself and not in the hands of those whose products and services, frankly, you know, uh, <laughs> we would be freed from should they come uh, come to bear on the global market. So in other words, inventors need to be incentivized to continue to invent and create remarkable you know, revolutionary designs and products and technologies, but to do so with a creative commons or open source licensure that allows everybody to be able to have access to it. So this would not be entirely different from how things happen now in the sense that private companies would still compete in the marketplace, right, to deliver the best version of what this technology or inventions are. So there'd be a competition still between companies to offer, you know, the best, the most streamlined, the most aesthetically pleasing, blah, 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 most affordable version of the technology. Um, And whoever creates the best will get the largest share of the market for that particular invention. But the main difference in that scenario would be that um, major society-altering technologies that have been either suppressed by governments or purchased by global corporate interests, shelved and black holed, um, those inventions would have a chance to be uh, revealed and disseminated throughout the world, and the technologies could be used for the betterment of humanity, and the inventor could be compensated adequately for their contributions without direct interference by or fear of retaliation from uh, the predatory institutions that would seek to destroy them. You see what I'm saying? So that's kind of the uh, the main overview of LBI, the Life Betterment Investment. And so through a cryptocurrency, you could do all kinds of things. So like, let's say you had either a cryptocurrency created that um, you specify what percentage. It's basically like a self-imposed tax, but it's completely voluntary. So, you know, when you think about that, just that in itself, goodness, you know, you talk about cryptocurrencies and DAOs, DAOs are um, um, what they what they do as far as self-governance. The possibility there is are, are just endless um, as far as from a community perspective saying, I want to contribute X amount. Every time I make a purchase, I want X percent of uh, my purchase, uh, a little extra, to go to this particular fund. And it goes directly to the fund. And whoever comes over there can, all these inventors can come over and say, look, I'm going to present this. I need to, I have to prove that it's functional and that it works as, as stated. And those people could be compensated well, but they would have to make it available for everybody in humanity. And that way, um, a lot of good could be done. And again, when you have the cryptocurrency, um, uh, that model, it just makes it easier, right? Because people have to do it. Uh, did you ever see those? Uh, we tried it for a little while. Remember at Bank of America? Uh, uh, other banks may have done it too for a while. But remember they had like that roundup? Uh, and I was just like, yeah, that's just way too uh, that's way too suspect. I do not trust banks. Uh, 
But it was the whole thing of, well, whatever your uh, whatever your dollar amount is for any transaction, we'll just round it up to the next dollar, whatever that changes, and we'll put it into a savings account for you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what you're gonna do. Um, we're just gonna trust you. You do all the all the bookkeeping, whatever we have. You're just gonna Which take. It's all well day. and good if you're paying with cash, but if you're paying with that's right. credit card, yeah, different story. Stealing your money. So yeah, that part I'm like, yeah, I don't want to care for. Him. But if you decided to do something, we say, and look, they glyphosate every... too, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's like, look, if you put something where you have a percentage already picked out, you say, I'm going to pay whatever this is, I'm going to put two percent, whatever I want to pay, and you could you could adjust it however you want. Um, and that anything you'd pay through a cryptocurrency, a specific cryptocurrency made for it, or however that would work, would go towards a funding. And it's and the reason I call it LBI, a life betterment investment, is because that's what it is. You're you're investing in a better future for yourselves, for your children, and for your grandchildren. And um, so that's the that's the LBI that I was talking about mode. And uh, mm. it's the first time I brought it out into the public. Um, and I know there are all kinds of things that are similar. I would assume by this time, and by the time you know. Um, I'll hear of something that's that is like this that's already going on. I'll you know, I'll be tickled pink as they say uh, to hear about it. But I have not heard about it. Nothing this specific, and um, it's been on my mind for quite a long time. For the uh, the LBI, the MD so LBIs, huh? That's right. Tell us a little bit about them. Well, here's a, here's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the folks at home what uh, what an LBI is. Now, what's an LBI? <laughs> but why male models? <laughs> really, I just I just told you that. Lib, old Libby. You're misspelling Lib. <laughs> no, it's 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 correct. Libby, I call it Libby. But um, yeah, and I, you know, I obviously. Um, it's just a working. It's a working title because I had to. I had to call it something. So that's why. Sure, back. sure, sure. So that's my. Uh, that's my two cents on when it comes to solutions. Watch as James Corbett would say from CorbettReport.com. Uh, he has his solutions watch segment. This so if anybody of- wants to reach out and uh, help get that started, please we're do. All- we're all inboxes. Um, you can contact us. Um, oh, one of the things I was going to mention too is that we are um, eventually, eventually, we do have a Telegram channel as well, and um, uh, video clips, uh, different shows will are all posted on our Telegram channel. But coming up soon, we're also going to be doing some exclusive. So please join us over there on the What the H Show. Um, Telegram channel. And uh, uh, soon enough, we're going to be doing some live streaming from there, and uh, people can um, submit their questions and, and chat with us uh, on our Telegram channel as well. And um, so that'll be fun. So please join us over there on the Telegram. Uh, what the H, uh, the What the H show, uh, but all of that can be found um, at. What the H dot show. 
So uh, all the links to all of our sites and the socials and how to donate, it's all there. And uh, that's where you find it. Hey, folks, don't forget to remember, not to forget, we can't continue this broadcast without your financial support while continuing to be unvaccinated. Continually. So be sure to visit us at WhatTheH.show, where you can find all the options to contribute to the What the H Show mode. Remember, you can't comply your way out of bondage. Mm, mm. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Non-compliance is the only path to liberty. Fare thee well, everyone. <laughs>